And here we are, back for another edition of another race weekend. Canada's F1 podcast, although we might just drop that moniker because <laughs> opening lap in Monaco, both the Canadians threw it in the wall. I don't even know what to say. I anymore. think Latifi came on the radio and said the car just isn't turning. And yeah. I said, well, you got to turn the wheel. Yeah, you got to turn the wheel or, you know, slow down a bit and allow the car oh, to turn. Like, man. Oh, man. My name is Dames. And of course, I'm joined by team manager for Pro Racing Ontario, Daryl Timbers. Hello. Hello, Toronto. <laughs> and we're here to discuss the Monaco Grand Prix, uh, the marathon it was. They ran out of time in the end. Yeah. Uh, it was eventful, yeah. not really on an on-track thing, more on a strategy thing. Yeah. Sergio Perez comes out on top. And it's like he was listening to that Drake yeah. song while we go, looking for revenge. <laughs> <laughs> he was out for it he after was. the Spanish GP. He, he was, was on it all weekend. He was he outperforming was. Max Verstappen. He takes home the win. Uh, let's talk about his race, his weekend, yep. and if he's an actual contender for the championship. I think at the beginning of the season, he's always been a contender from the championship. I think the only reason he's as far behind as he is is because Red Bull just keeps telling him to move over for Max. It's, uh, you know, it is really early in the season, and, and we can see that he can beat Max. You know, he can be faster than Max, and I think Red Bull's got to realize that, you know, something can happen. What happens if Max crashes out of two races all of a sudden in a row, and he's 50 points back from the leaders, and, you know, all those points you've been taking away from Perez kind of hurts. So, um you know, I, I think Perez is starting to find his own in that Red Bull. I think he's actually putting on pace blow for blow with Max. Um, you know, maybe on those high-speed, full-commitment corners, Max has a little bit more on him. But a track like Monaco, where that was, there is no high-speed, full-commitment corners. <laughs> Completely so, mitigated. Yeah, so I think uh, in the end, it, it kind of uh, catered to Perez, too, and, and, you know, with his strong points of that vehicle. And uh, I, I honestly think he's coming to his own. I think Red Bull's got to realize that this is going to be a one-two battle with him, with both their drivers, and they can't put their eggs in one basket because it might cost them in the end. If uh, you know, and and you can see it, and you saw it last year where they had such a big lead on the championship, and it took two races to be losing again. So. You know, it's one of those situations where I think they got to realize that they need both the Red Bulls up there, just like Ferrari's. Ferrari's not telling Science to get out of Leclerc's way. It's, it is what it is at this point. They're both up there. They're both in the championship hunt. They both need constructor points. So they just, uh, I think, you know, would they have kept Max behind him if it was 1-2 Red Bull? I don't think so. I think really? They, I think they would have told, told him to I move over again? I think they would have told him to get it out of the way because at that point, Leclerc's fourth and he can capitalize on more points over Leclerc. That's true, actually. Yeah, okay. So, From a strategy, yeah, strategy and team and championship management He was lucky level. enough yeah, to yeah, have yeah. science in between them and, and in the end, it, it helped him. I think he was outright faster than Max this weekend and I think he could, you know, besides at the end of the race when his tires were shot and he was barely hanging on, but it kind of catered to him because lead car always wins in Monaco. <laughs> That's true. And he hung on. He yeah, was he hanging did. on. You know, Sainz was, was, was threatening. Yeah. Uh, it's a difficult place to overtake, especially on a wet line. I think that was the crux of the whole weekend. Yeah. Like, the rain kind of mixed it up. Yeah. But it didn't mix it up in a good way because people were afraid to take yeah. the risk to overtake because if you screw it up, yeah. then it's bang, bang, you're out of the race and it's done. I also think they should have, not should have, but if it was a complete wet race, it would have been a little bit more... You know, racy. I guess yeah. you can say because they, you know, they would have went offline with wet tires. But at this point, when the track starts to dry, they go to they go from wets to enters to hards 
or to mediums or to slicks, I should say, um, that's when, you know, they're, they're going to second guess taking a dive bomb pass because the offline is really wet still. And there's only one real lane to get around Monaco. And there already is only one real lane to get around Monaco. So it just right. makes it that much the harder. The dry lane is yeah. the only lane. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, if yeah. it was a little bit more wet and it was a consistent wet race, I think it would have been a little bit more exciting. But hey, it, it still brought for some excitement and it, a little mix up in the top end. Let's stick with Red Bull for a second and go to the other side of the garage. Max Verstappen, uh, defending world champion, still leading the, the, the driver's championship at the present time, but a bit of an off weekend. Yeah. Uh, like, it, it looked like he would have finished fourth yeah. had Ferrari not messed the strategy up, which yeah. we will discuss. Yeah. Um, but he wasn't really there on pace. Like, Perez outperformed him over yeah. the one lap, over the practices. Like, yeah. just an off weekend or? Yeah, I think so. You know, um, maybe just one of those things where they didn't hit the setup for him. Um, you know, like we've been saying all season, the car is not, is not exactly catered to Max like all of the other cars were, right? It was his driving style. We build the car to Max. This year with the new rules regs, rules and regs, they, they kind of catered the car to be fast. And it's like, okay, well, you guys have to learn how to drive this now. And, uh, you know, it kind of helps out Perez on certain tracks. It not helps him, but it, it caters to his driving style a little bit more, uh, especially on the low-speed stuff that we've seen. Um, so, you know, I, I, I think it was just an off off weekend maybe they didn't hit the setup maybe he just couldn't get that last one or two tenths to get his teammate it happens you know even to the best of us and uh i think uh, he just dusts it off and takes it as i'm still leading the championship i still got on the podium it was still in the end a pretty good weekend for me um there was a good damage control weekend i guess you can say because yes he could have been off the podium and leclerc really and truly should have won this race if Ferrari didn't screw that whole thing up right um which you know i think he can take the positives he still beat leclerc he still f found himself on the podium. He was still quick enough to be pressuring second and first. So uh, I think it was a, it was an okay weekend for him. Still leading the championship overall. Yeah. Good points haul for the for the constructors yeah. as well. So Red Bull is walking out of there pretty happy. We know Sergio like he won the race and he he's happy it. to be with the team. Yeah. But after that Spanish GP, yeah. you know uh, he needed that it. front flip into that swimming pool was oh, extra yeah. sweet. <laughs> <laughs> and the team carrying him out of the pool. After. Oh yeah, yeah, they were was, loving it. They were loving that. it. He now, needed that. Uh, a little a little bitter. Uh, for the Charles Leclerc side of the garage. Is it just the Monaco curse for him? Like, what is going on? I think it's got to be at this point. Like, it's got to be the Monaco curse. Hey, he finished. Thank you. Yeah, Finally, yeah yes. that's true. That's, that's good. True. He finished the race. He was in the top five. Well, finished fourth in top five. So, but I, I don't know what Ferrari was thinking. I really don't. Everyone, so like, the track's drying. They can see that the intermediates are quick. They can see that it's getting to the point where slicks are going to be quick, and they pull them in, and they put them on intermediates. Okay, cool. Be safe. Make sure that he has enough tire to do that. But then to pull him in three laps later and put him on slicks again, it's like, and then tell him, okay, box. Okay, no, don't stay out. Okay, box. Okay, stay out. And he's already in the pit lane. It's like, Ferrari, ugh. Bonato, what are you doing, buddy? Like, yeah, <laughs> who's like, making these decisions that it's so confusing? It's just like... And Red Bull on the other side was just a cut, yeah, clear this is what we're doing. strategy. Here yeah. we go, here we go. They double stack. Yeah. And, and they like, and even the commentators were like, "Wait, hold on a second. What just happened?" Yeah. Like everyone was, what was happening? They were trying to figure it out. Like, what just happened? How yeah. did this transpire? And they, yeah, I, I don't, I don't know what Ferrari's doing with the strategists. It's. It, we see it time and time again that we just don't understand what they're thinking. The thought process goes through them, and it's like majority of the people that are in the phone are on the couch going like, no, do this. What are you doing? But these guys that are paid thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars to, to make these decisions are not making proper decisions. I, 
Maybe it's lost in the English to Italian translation or something. <laughs> I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know. Well, this is off the tail end of last week because last week we were saying, um, based on history and evidence suggests, Ferrari can start well, but yeah. as the season goes on, Stuff just it starts, starts to fall yeah. apart, right? So we're not going to say, like, like the Spanish Grand Prix, that was unfortunate, yeah. but that's motor racing. That happens. Happened to Perez, happened to Verstappen. You know what I mean? Like yeah. those kind of things happen. And for the most part, the Ferrari's been reliable thus far. But the strategy, yes. and I understand wanting to preserve um, you know, P1 yeah. or track position at Monaco. Yeah. You have a number two driver to kind of play around right. with a little bit, but like they just got it both wrong. Yeah. They got both of them it was wrong. Horrible. And and you know when you see when you see Perez pit first, go to the tires. He's crazy faster than you, and you guys stay out another lap. Well, even Gasly, <laughs> Gasly was yeah. the first one on the Gasly had the only overtakes of the whole yeah. race. He was going through on the inters, and he was uh, running eleventh or twelfth, and then he started almost last. Like he was, was running, he yeah. was running. So. I oh man, and on the other side, like I gotta say, props to Carlos Sainz because yeah. he was like, no, 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 we're gonna wait yeah. until I can go straight over. Yep, there was no to point slicks, in. and it was, and then it in was the end, so he's close. the guy that ends up on the podium. Yeah, and so was, good, good on him. Yeah, good on him. <laughs> you know, but. for sure, it's just I don't, I don't understand why they pitted that when they had they knew it was getting to the points where slicks were gonna get there. Yeah, so why pit? And then three laps later, be like, oh, yeah, now it's time for slicks. Let's go back in and get him for slicks. And then double stack him. And, like, everything was just yeah, like, was what weird. are you doing? <laughs> it, it, was, it was totally weird. Yeah, uh, I, I would hate to be in that debrief. Oh, yeah. Um, because the thing about it is it's his home race. And yeah. they've screwed him so many times at yeah. his home race. Yeah. Like, a couple of years ago, he didn't come out of Q1 because they were like, no, no, this no, is... No, we're good for your yeah, time. Yeah, so as a result, he's trying to charge the field and yeah. he crashes out. Last year, he didn't have the car to outright, you yeah. know, compete, but somehow he managed to put it on pole. He crashed it, and they didn't but he didn't, the right they didn't side, check yeah. it. Like, you yeah. know, so, I, I, I mean, know, they would have taken a grid penalty. Yeah, they had to change it last year. They yeah. risked it, whatever, but... And then, but he had it in the bag. Yeah. Like, it was in the bag. And he yeah. was out in front. He had the wet. He, like, I was a little nervous because I don't know if he's a traditionally quick driver in the wet. Yeah. But he showed you around Monaco, like. He knows what he's doing. He yeah. knows. He man. was gone. He was take, He was slowly checking out. And Ferrari just keeps costing wins to him. Like, they're costing him the championship right now. It's yeah, well, at least 50 points in the yeah. last two races, yeah. right? And it's, that's a big points all. I mean, huge. he's stuck, I think, nine or ten points on, on Verstappen now, but if yeah. Verstappen finishes third at Monaco and he wins, like, it's just, yeah, it's yeah. a lot. And we know early days in the season, but it's these all, yeah. kind of things can snowball. Not to mention Perez is in the mix yeah. heavy now. Like, yeah. Science is coming right there with him, his teammates, so it's it's one of those situations where it's it, it could get it can get pretty testy later on in the season, that's for sure. But just just because of, you know, with the Red Bull reliability, it could happen at any point where that Red Bull is going to let go. And there goes 25 points again, and it brings everything back. Ferrari's reliability has been pretty strong right now. You know, knock on wood, it's been, uh, it's been pretty good. Um, but, yeah, he's... Ferrari just... He's infuriated. Yeah, he's infuriated for I, I, sure. I don't. I don't feel bad. I don't feel bad for for um, for Ferrari at all with with Leclerc being mad at him. Like no, they deserve that. Like, yeah, he, you know, and he's a, he's a class act. Yep. And when I heard him on the radio, and it was bleeped. I said, oh, and and, and like aggressive, aggressive, aggressive bleeps. bleeps. <laughs> and it was just like, oh, yeah. Well, he has a reason for that. And yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know why Ferrari just can't put it together. It's like you know, in the Schumacher era, it was like they couldn't. 
put a step wrong in this era of, of Ferrari. It's it's weird. It's like the past since Schumacher has been around and since you know they won with Raikkonen and those those championships that were you know hard fought. They put everything together, but you know ever since Vettel the Vettel era of Ferrari, they've just been doing horrible, horrible, horrible decisions and. You know, we thought that this year was a new change, but I don't understand. Sorry, sorry Ferrari fans, <laughs> but I don't understand why this team is is making you know such bad judgment calls. <laughs> they gotta pull up their socks. Yes, yeah, so they gotta I, pull I agree. Up their socks. I agree. I agree. You know, we've been critical of Mercedes in yeah. the past for for kind of the same thing in regards to like pit stop strategy and just playing it a little too safe. Yeah, you know what I mean. Even even the the final race in twenty twenty one, we understand track position. He could have pit Lewis, and yeah. but you know, yeah. Um, this time around, it seems like you know Mercedes they have to roll the dice a little bit. George Russell is is clearly the stud. Yeah, in that team right now. I mean, every race top five reliability is there yeah oh yeah and he's in the mix with points not as close as let's say a perez or leclerc at the top but you know one or two races yeah if they can get it to turn around where they can start battling for poles and and podiums not even you know the wins just to get the consistent podiums if he keeps in the car he's in now if he keeps top five in obviously he's going to be in the top five for points but if he can get a, a bunch of straight podiums from here on he can be right in the battle for the top three of the Dutch championship, no problem, because everyone else has had bad races, and he's not at this point, knock on wood. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know? No, you're absolutely right, situations. and that's what it takes, right? That yeah. level of consistency can pay dividends, yeah. because we haven't seen the race and get chippy yet. I no. mean, we've been saying it, we've been waiting for it, yeah. and it's still not really there. Yep. Yeah. You know, like there, there, there are no dive day. bombs, yeah. and, you know, there's it's none, not, nobody's turning yeah. in, it has been very respectable racing, which we... We are a fan of, but yeah. at some point, you know it's going to happen. Yeah. It's going to happen. It's it, it, If this happens where I think if, you know, Ferrari puts a little bit together and then jump leapfrogs Max for another, you know, points lead, and if they start going back and forth, they're going to start getting more and more frustrated of losing the points than gaining the points and then losing the points, and then it's going to start getting, it's, you're going to start seeing it on the track a lot more. Um, I think right now there's a lot of respect between Max and Leclerc. They've grown up together racing against each other. They've had their, their conflicts as kids. They've had their conflicts as cars. Their incidents. Yeah, <laughs> their incidents. Um, but, you know, it's one of those situations where they they just, I think once the pot boils over, it's going to be gloves off. But right now, you know, it's just a little steam coming out of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's just boiling, man. Yeah. We're still in the early phases of this yeah. season. Shouts out to George Russell, though. Just He's just doing Phenomenal. the best he can yeah. <laughs> with what he's been given. Yeah. And uh, we thought they would have they turned the corner in yeah. Spain. It didn't quite look like that this weekend. Yeah, I think the car was there. I just think it was more. You know, I think the car was better. I shouldn't say there because it's it's better for the Mercedes. Even there was some a spark from Hamilton throughout the race where he was picking up pace and he was. You know, I think if he wasn't didn't have such a bad qualifying and he wasn't stuck behind that little mid pack there. Mm. Um, you know, not the mid pack, not stuck behind the mid pack, but like the la- later half of the top ten. Um, I think he could have, you know, been there with George, but I think, you know, again, it's Monaco with these new age cars being so wide and so long. You can see when Gasly was seconds faster. Yeah, um, but he couldn't do anything. He, he, do got, anything. he got a few overtakes done, but, he, yeah. but you know, and then Hamilton tried to move on Ocon. Yeah. Ocon ended up getting a penalty for that. Yeah. Hamilton just got stuck behind Alonso, who yeah. was literally out for a Sunday crew. Yeah. What yeah. the hell was going on there? <laughs> I don't know. It just seemed like he had no spark. You know, like but then just... he, but then all of a sudden he took off and yeah. he set the fastest lap of the yeah, race. Like, I don't. What, I don't know. What is that? That's I. I. 
I think at that point, it's you're not confident in the car enough when the tricky track conditions, but it's Alonso, and he kind of just drives around anything. So I don't know. I don't know what happened to him. I don't Kinda know, was man. just sitting there. He was, to me, that too. looked really bad yeah. on, on, first of all, the venue, yeah. Monaco, because yeah. they've been talking about it. it let's be honest. It's a heritage race. It's a, yep. it's an event. Yep. But as far as the racing goes, it's a dud. Yeah. Like, yeah, we only like watching it because we know it's we're F1. supposed yeah. to like watching yeah. it. But in reality, That's... two overtakes from one guy yeah. who I... just switched on to it. Like... I agree. I, I totally agree. And the fact that you saw it with Gasly when he was trying to come through the field and he is going almost around the outside of hairpins, which is unheard of when you're driving in, in, on a racetrack, you know, and almost making it work. And he just, he literally passed by power down, just getting grip out of a corner and the other cars were sliding still. Yeah. That's how he was able, it wasn't passing going into a no, car and breaking. No, no. It, it was, wasn't setting up for a nice move. It was just hot like. Hot rubber. Yeah. Just okay. I'm just going to grip yeah. and go out of yeah. the corner better for him. Yeah. And. And this is why I I'm, I was kind of hoping that that Leclerc can get this win because I don't know how long this race is going to be on the ground. Right. Well, they, they don't have a contract for next no, year. That's <laughs> why I, I was I was really hoping he can get this win because it would be, you know, it's such a, a, a heritage race. There's so much history behind this race. And to be born in Monaco and to win that race would be huge for, for just for his own self-esteem. And, you know, we all wanted to see it. But I don't know if it's going to be here next year. You really think they're going to get rid of it? Honestly, with the race and the way it is, unless they go to a smaller car, yeah, I do. <sighs> I do. I, I, it's, Vegas is the new Monaco. They could be. That could be why they brought it there, right? But also Miami could be the new Monaco. Right, Miami's right. pricing it was, pretty was much ridiculous. The, yeah, yeah. How much it was for to go to Miami and prestigious race, that, the amount of celebrities that were there, the amount of money that was spent that weekend... That was what Monaco was every year going into this season. And still is. It's, still but is. it's an event. But Miami took them over for prices, right. for t- ticket prices, for venues, for everything. Miami was the bread and butter this year. <laughs> and the race was kind of... Yeah. Same way. Same way. Same way. You know, it's one of those things, man. I, I, because I don't want to see it go, yeah, but I Yeah, I know. It going. But the other part is like, we like street circuits. Yeah. But at the same time, the street circuits don't provide good races. Like, yeah. these cars are so big and so fast. They need to be at proper racetracks in yeah. order to get proper races. What you they know should what I mean? do is maybe get that machine from Honey, I Shrunk the Kids <laughs> and shrink the cars down a little bit just for the one race. Yeah, you know, just flick a switch, shrink the cars down, go race them. Okay, let's bring them back to normal size now. Oh, man. <laughs> I, yeah, I know. I mean, it, it, it's on the table. We don't know. Like you said, yeah, yeah I never thought about that aspect of it with Leclerc being front and like yeah. this might have been his last this chance. might have yeah. you know in the last two years he put it on pole and he just couldn't get it done which yeah. is just crazy and yeah. and you know last year I'll say through fault of his own he crashed the car yes. this year through no fault of his own just really really poor strategy and poor yeah. communication too right because it's like come in no 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 it's like whoa, whoa I'm already like I'm in the pit lanes <laughs> yeah, yeah all yeah. right well let's uh I mean it, Short pod. Yeah. <laughs> Let's be honest. There was nobody or nothing really happening. Yeah. Um, there's no need to. I can't think of anything Honestly, else to really. I, I just. I just hope that if they do keep Monaco on this on this like on the calendar, if for somehow they can, you know, move the barriers out a little bit more, like maybe for. But there's. I don't know. It's weird because 
everyone loves Monaco. Everyone wants to go to Monaco to watch the F1 race. Well, they want to win. Yes. All the drivers, they don't want to race there. Yeah. They just want to win. They want to have that on their resume. They just want to win. Like that, that's almost like winning a championship in itself. It is. You know, it is. And I, I really do hope that, uh, something happens. Maybe they can, you know, maybe make the car smaller, but that at that point you're catering to one, the cars to one track. You know what I mean? You're catering to make yeah. the cars yeah. racier at small, tight circuits like Monaco. But how many of those to, are on yeah, the calendar? You go right? to a place like Coda, the car is going to look like this big on the track, right? right it's right. such a big facility. Um, you know, I, I I don't know. I think F1's got a lot of uh, sitting down and talking to do to, to realize that the new age car, yeah, it is big. I think they can shrink it. I really do. I, I think they can make it smaller. The cars back in, you know, the early 2000s were a lot smaller than these cars. Yes, they had V12s on them, but I'm pretty sure they can make the Arrow just as fast as these cars. So Come on, man. Look what they're doing yeah, right now. Exactly. So they <laughs> they keep, have the tech they keep, to go back to the yeah, old tech. <laughs> exactly. They, all they keep doing right now is like, yeah, we're doing all this. It's going to probably slow the car down. And then they show up to the first race and it's like, oh, we broke the track record again. Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> <laughs> before we get into overwhelmed, underwhelmed and surprised, what I will say is, you know, Monaco provided a great uh, last 10 minutes of the race. Yes. We saw signs closing up on Perez. There was we four saw people Verstappen, and they yeah. were, and it, it looked like a Briggs race. Yeah, <laughs> it looked like a Briggs race. And had it not, like, had it not been for the overtake scenario, yeah, you might have been able to see some real action yeah. there. Like Signs nearly bended a couple times because he was going so deep into yeah. that hairpin, just yeah. trying. To, uh, it was, it was kind of exciting, but at the same time, you knew nothing was going to happen. Yeah. So, whatever, man. Uh, Overwhelmed, underwhelmed, surprised. So. I'm very happy happy for Perez, so I'm gonna say he overwhelmed me. He, hey, he, Checo! Yeah, he he was he was there, like he was on point. He didn't put his steering wheel wrong. He maybe locked up like everyone else once in a while, but he was there to t- to capitalize on everything and uh, show Red Bull why he was there to be the second driver. Hopefully, maybe we'll switch it towards a equal driver sooner or later. You know? Yeah, you this never is know. The, this isn't a year of 2020, people. We have to be equal. <laughs> yeah, for real. Oh boy, don't get me started on that. But uh, but no, I mean you're absolutely right. I mean the points are the points are the points are there, yeah. and he's he he could do it. Yeah, he he's could. in the running yeah. to become the champion. What happens if Leclerc and, and Max are starting to get testy with each other and they take each other out? Perez is right, right there, there, there with that twenty five points, up. right? Yeah. So yeah. it's it's one of those things you got to watch him. He's he's definitely there. Um, underwhelmed, I've got us, we spoke, Alonzo, like, what were you doing just sitting there in, in this whole thing? Like, you're just kind of there. Hey, how you doing? I'm driving. I'm in the top 10. I'm, I don't I, know. But I don't even know. I don't know what to say about yeah. it. It was so, like, he was three seconds a lap slower than, yeah. Than and no. the conditions at that point were, weren't really that testy. No. Like, I don't, I don't know, know what he was doing other than, you know, this beef he has with Hamilton from like 15 years ago, he just doesn't want to let that go. But at the same time, he's compromising Ocon's race. Yeah. Because it wasn't like, he knew. They all knew. Because Ocon was on the radio like, yo, tell him to speed up, man. I have a penalty. Like, yeah. And then you cost yourself, I mean, small points, you know, but you cost your team points. So, who knows what that debrief that, is like. I was about to say, that debrief was probably a little bit frustrated. And yeah, Ocon, Ocon for sure. probably had a couple of words for him to be like, man, I don't know what you got going on with that, but uh, maybe next time hold him up so I can get by and then... And, and then, then play your, yeah, yeah, play your do games. Do whatever you got to do, yeah. Well. What you were doing was not the, the greatest thing for the team. So, um, surprised. I I was happy to see Norris up there. I was It was surprising to see him stay up there. I know it's Monaco. I know it's hard to pass. I know... 
you know, there's a lot of, of variables to keep you in that spot for Mon But, you know, to see Norris, you know, keep hacking away at that car, getting used to it. Ricardo's just struggling. Um, and I, I'm, I was surprised to keep, see him stay in the top, top 10, especially with Alonso and Ocon and Hamilton breathing down his neck. Yeah, no, he had a good race for sure. He had a good weekend. I mean, yeah, the McLaren garage is kind of weird right now. That's yeah, for sure. Like, they're, they're definitely, like, yeah. Ricardo's got to watch it. He's he's on the chopping block. And unless he comes up with a couple of um, unbelievable performances in the second half of this season, I don't see him in a McLaren seat next year. Mm, you heard yeah. it here first on Canada's F1 yeah. or just F1. No, I'm just yeah. kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 you did. There you go. See, you mark go. my word. What's today's date? <laughs> yeah, no, I was going to say, like we said off the top of the show, it's like with Latif, like Latif and Stroll yeah. putting it in the wall on the Outlab is kind of like, oh, man. I don't know. And then DeVries did that 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 FP1 practice at the last round in Spain and, and was fast. He blitzed. Yeah, he blitzed. He blitzed. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's been quick. in the car. It's like, oh, man, oh, like, yeah. we want to talk some nice stuff. We want to talk Canadian. But we just... And when you see, when when on the opening lap, when both of the Canadians... Man, and then the radio message showed me my wife. Was I was just like, like, are you oh, kidding me? This God. is happening right now. This oh, is what we're going to have God. to talk about. Anyhow, <laughs> anyhow, Monaco Grand Prix in the books. Uh, we get a couple weeks off. Yes. Azerbaijan coming up, another street circuit. Max was going there good last year until a tire blowout. Yep. Long, yes. long, long, Ooh. long straightaway. Long, 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 long straightaway. Yes. I don't see anybody but a Red Bull win in there. <sighs> no, not with the straight line speed they yeah. have. Honestly, unless uh, Ferrari comes out with something to, like an upgrade to help them on that front straight, there's no way that anyone's going to stop that. The, the Red Bull, they are way too strong on the front, on the straightaways, and their slipstreams are, yeah. But, you know, I can see maybe uh, Perez getting in there and battling it out with his teammate now that he's come off the Monaco win. Yep. I hope he does, and I hope that Red Bull lets him do what he needs to do. Um, you know, in the end, uh, they're still in the championship hunt. You know, when we, you know, back in, I've had I've had a, one of our listeners bring up like, oh, when Red Bull, <laughs> when Red Bull is, is letting Perez, you know, letting Verstappen by Perez, you guys are talking about it. But when Mercedes does it with Hamilton and Botas, Oh, you guys are like, oh, it's fine, it's fine. I'm like, no, we're just uh, we we complained about it last year too. Like, it, it, it is well, what it is. And the thing about it is this: Bottas right? was never in it. He was never to punch really to punch there. He was never yeah. really there. He was always a backup, and it was always Verstappen and Hamilton going at it with their two teammates, just kind of helping with constructor points. So at this point, <laughs> <laughs> you know, my biggest issue with Botas when it came to like, uh, like we saw last year in that final race in Abu Dhabi, Perez, he blocked Lewis up, yeah. right? But when it came time, like the Russian Grand Prix, when it came time for Botas to, to kind of hold somebody else up, like he was like, yo, doors open. Yeah. 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 You know, yeah. so that was like, but like you said, you know, I don't, I don't really like uh, team rules and that I want them to race but yeah. at some point when you when you look at the equation and you go hold on a second you're not a horse in the race anymore yeah. it's like all right now you're here to just you do yeah. your job get points for the team and help your teammate out and that happens in formula one right down to grassroots yeah. club racing like it just happens if your teammates in it for the yeah. mix in the championship you take one for the team, and and that's just the way it goes. Yeah, but it's funny people make comments in their like comment online. Comment online, it. yeah, we'll we'll respond yeah, back. Yeah, let's get I the algorithm care. going, let's go. man. <laughs> uh, this wraps up another episode of another race weekend. We look forward to discussing the Azerbaijan Grand Prix. Of course, you can watch it here on YouTube 
or take us on the go via the podcast version. It's available on all your DSPs, the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon. You name it, we are there. For Daryl Timmers, Dames Nellis saying farewell. Until next time.